gonna be so good that this is gonna be the last episode. Well, the last one of week twelve. So. You haven't pulled up week twelve yet. Where are you? Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in a blanket. <laughs> and I'm snuggly. Snuggly. And I'm trying ugly. to keep it together. Keep so it together. So you can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me be in my blankie and That's cool. Let That's me cool. have this. Yeah. Um That's cool. It is cool. I All never right. sit with a blanket like that. You have it draped over like a cape. Yeah, because it's cozy. Yeah, but I always do like a. I know, but my shoulders are cold. Oh, you know, I get well, cold shoulders are cold. You know, you know, it's February, right? Yeah, Feb- it's a leap year. It's a leap year year. Yeah, today's still February. It's February 29th. February 29th. Which means that, you know, depending on what year you're born, you could be like four years old, technically. Yeah. You know? Hashtag, uh, oh shoot, Pirates of the, no, Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, that's what it is. Bitch. What? You don't know what that is? Pirates of Penzance? I mean, I've heard of that title. Isn't it a movie? It's a musical. I'm oh. sure it's a movie too. Pirates of Penzance? Yeah. So this guy, he is born on a leap year. Cool. And even though he's oh. like 20, 30, Ten. whatever he is, in leap year, he's only like two. Yeah. <laughs> he's only X years old. Yeah, but like, does he lean on that a lot? He's, he's like, uh, does he tell people like, I'm six, I am four years old. And he's no, like, no, no. He like, he says that he is like, however many years he's actually lived. Um, I don't know. He just doesn't celebrate a birthday very often. I don't know. I don't remember I know. how it what totally works. What do you works. do when you're on, but what happens on the 29th? Is, is so like he, he finds this girl and it's time for him to leave the piracy um he he like he gave his time i gotta in. leave this piracy girl i well, put in my two weeks no it's kind of like in the army like he he had like a contract or some sort of like agreement that he would stay until this this age okay. and then it's he became becomes that age and then he meets this girl and he decides to marry her but then the pirates come back and they're like no you can't go because actually you were born in a leap year and your age commitment has not been fulfilled you will be on this ship until you die or I would have been like fuck you bitch i'm leaving toodles yeah so there's like a lot of there's a lot of fights and whatever else yeah i would have been like i right, i'll stay and then i'd leave in the middle of the night and then i'd peace out i just want to say real quick that i really appreciate that you're here because you kind of look like you have a cold. <laughs> oh, no, really? Like yeah. in my face? Yeah. I think you're just tired. And I just want to say, I really appreciate you. I know. You. I, really I am you really tired. <laughs> I really appreciate you I haven't you rested up. in a long time, but it's okay. I know. I don't look good. <laughs> no, it's not that you don't look good. I can just, because I'm your friend, I, I can see that you're tired. Yeah. It's, I don't think, like, if Brian came up here, he'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with her? You know? I know. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. I I'm can see it in I the mirror. I, t- I know. I'm like, oh, girl, you got to lie down. You got to lie the fuck down. But it's okay. So that's appropriate because we're in week 12. So we're finally going to lie down yeah. after week 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, What are well, some kind of opening thoughts you have about no, week No, 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 no. <coughs> oh, we have to introduce ourselves. My name is Becky Brown. Oh, my name is Brittany Marie. <laughs> Damn it. And this is... <laughs> We're trying to be better. 
Good All catch. Right. Good catch. All right. It's week 12. We're recovering a sense of faith, and we're trying to keep it together so that we don't fall down and pass out into yeah. a deep slumber. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I, I also like this chapter. You I know thought what I it wrote? was great. You know what? I, sorry to interrupt. You know no, what no, I wrote ahead. at the top yeah. of recovering a sense of faith? I just wrote, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's what so made you write that? I don't know. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, well, well. Um, I think I was just excited to reach the end. And I wrote, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Recovering a sense of faith. You know what? We talked about this off air. And um, this should have been at the very beginning. Like, this is super yeah. concise, like, very blunt advice that she gives and i, I really the, appreciated that the last two chapters i really felt like i wish they were at the beginning of yeah. the book yeah i wish I they would were at the end that. of the book because i i would have been so much more into this i really feel that way i would have been way more into it i agree i'm taking off my necklace on air because i don't want to have it on anymore that's fair how do you feel <sighs> well i feel a lot better <laughs> Is that going to help you recover a sense of faith? Yes. I was going to say, isn't it autonomy or something? (laughs) That was last week. Oh, yes, it was. All right. So let's um, jump off that diving board and dive into this faithful swimming pool. Who are you right now? I'm I'm operating on fumes. (laughs) But I'm here and we're doing it. We appreciate it. Um, So I just want to say... I don't know why I started off that way. That's not really, that's not the kind of sentence I'm going to go into. <laughs> the I first just took section. A glass of water. You know when you like cough when you take a sip of a water yeah. and it feels like you're drowning for like a second? Or, I like, did it, that to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm drowning. I did that to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the first section that we're going to go over today is trusting. And she starts this with trust. a quote. And so I'm going to read. Actually, there were a couple quotes that I really liked in this. Okay. Adventures don't begin until you get into the forest. That step is an act of faith. I read that and I was instantly in this to win it. And let me tell you why. Walking into the forest. In it to win it. Is, oh, and by the way, that's by Mickey Hart. But anyways, um, the reason why The Grateful I am, Dead drummer. Sure. That's what it says. I know, but I don't know. I, but who the fuck knows who Mickey Hart is? Like she does. She quotes him again. What if she just made that up? She's like, Mickey Hart, <laughs> JFK's BFF. Maybe that's one of her past husbands. I don't know. I think she's I'm just saying that you, you, she could, what if these are just peppered in with like, insp- like quotes, f- like fake quotes from historical figures that like never said that shit ever. Like there's another one on the next page that says, do not fear mistakes, there are none by Miles Davis. But what if he never said that shit? What if she's like, I'm just going to make that shit, this shit up. I'm going to say it's from Miles Davis. She's like, who's going to say anything? It's fun. I'm just saying, making fake inspirational quotes is fun. Be like, only eat cake on Tuesday evenings by Eleanor Roosevelt. (laughs) That would be fun. Only eat cake on Tuesday evenings. So every Tuesday you had cake. Oh, my God. Now I'm thinking of chocolate cake. (sighs) This is so not the point. Oh my god! I'm thinking of so many cakes, which isn't fair because I'm on my. You have Eleanor diet. Roosevelt to thank for that. That bitch. Um, 
<laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I love Eleanor Roosevelt. She She's is America's sweetheart. I know. We she really her. is. She she's really is. America's Oh, well, she's she's like an idol. I Eleanor she's, Roosevelt is yeah. the shit. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she is. She really is. What a pioneer. Yeah, I know. And fucking staying by her husband like that. Oh my god. I know for some reason. And like I just he's okay, so first off, she, I'm not he saying he cheated on her. While I can't he was in a wheelchair. That she had comp- competition. She would I you know what I mean? She's like, I got, you know, he can't I do know. anything. He's in a wheelchair. I know. That's a terrible thing to say. I'm really no, I sorry. Know, but, no, but like, but I, literally he, he was a, so, he was so limited and he would take it out on her and it was abusive. And then he cheated on her, you know, and his like mistress, I think was there on her, on like on the deathbed. And so like, what? I don't know. That could, I could have that wrong, but there was definitely a situation. I watched a documentary. There was definitely a situation where she, while he was sick, she had to be next to the mistress, and the mistress was there. You know what? I if that's true, um, I, I could definitely have you, that behind. I still think that Eleanor Roosevelt was gay AF and had her own thing on the side and was better at hiding it, or or because it was a time when gay wasn't really a thing to like out in the open. Like they, they I don't think any like straight men would have ever considered like. Oh, two women are together romantically. That, I mean, why would that happen? Maybe like, she maybe she was bisexual, but she definitely liked the men. She, at, during this time, after he was having an affair, I no one knows if like an affair actually happened between the two. But there was a younger man who was like very much infatuated with her. Really, and they spent a lot of time together. And he was like a writer or advisor or something. And he just like they spent. They got very close, and All it was right. rumored and suspected that they might have I a hope thing going would, on. I ho- hope she got some, a nice young man to appreciate her. She had a pretty rough life. Upbringing, yeah. Yeah, her mom used to call her, used to tell her that she was ugly, and she called her Granny as a nickname. Oh my god, that's horrible. When she was like a, a kid. Yeah, I know. And her like mom was really pretty and like her mom used to tease her and yeah. She was awful. Also, their wedding was completely upstaged by the sitting president, Teddy Roosevelt. So like all of the attention was on him well, and the nobody really... Well, the reason why they got together was because of Teddy Roosevelt. Well, He's the one it wasn't who's... really Teddy... I don't know if no, it, he that was, was the, the one reason. When they, were, when they were little kids, he was like these two. Which is weird because they're that's both they're of their cousins. uncles. Yeah, yeah, they're like long distance, like second cousins, twice removed kind of thing. But they had six kids and like four of them grew up with, were born with like a lot of problems because of that shared blood, baby. Yeah. You know, it's, that, it's all that inbreeding, you know, mm-hmm. they might as well be like, like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to say about I that was as gonna well. Say, but, um, well, I was going to say they might as well be like, I don't know, part of the royal family. Um, oh, okay, There's yeah. a lot of inbreeding there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, back to recovering a sense of faith. Yeah, girl, you interrupted me. Sorry. Okay, so let me reread that quote. Adventures don't begin until you get into the forest. That first step is an act of faith. And so, again, I want to break down into or tell you about why it is that I am so into this forest concept. It's a really big metaphor for me walking into the dark and following that faith that that's where you need to be, that that's where you need to explore and be alone in that you're going into a very specific place to, to engage in and dive into and, and really figure out how does this align with me? How do I make this work? Um, and, and what the purpose is, what the intention is, and where can you implement? 
Um, I think it's important to go into the forest in various areas of your life. You know, like if you're finding that your like for me, my health, my gut health, if you're finding that that is not in alignment with you and that you're out of balance and it's affecting the rest of your life, I feel like I have very much gone into the forest. I have gone into the dark and I have gone into that space where like, let's just focus on this because my gut health was holding me back and everything I was trying to do and having that faith, having that dedication, it's everything. It's everything. So mm. I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was sucked in. That's great. Thank you. Can we turn on that lamp? I yeah, can't I was see about shit. To, I was about to say. Okay, Google, turn on the lamp. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. I love this. This is a smart house. It's pretty sick. Um, cool. Cool. Um, all right, let's I'm let's not continue. that bougie. I'm just thinking... Just in You're case not that bougie. Wondering. We're in her fucking studio, and she's got a smart house. She lives in a smart house. But Brian does. And you're all about that. to go on a three week vacation to Australia. Is that bougie? Though? Yeah, yeah, dude. You have your own private studio with a smart lamp, and you're about to go is like spend three weeks. That's bougie as okay, hell. Okay, fine. Then let me phrase it. I may be a little bougie as hell, but. <laughs> Yeah. But I still have mega debt and there's a balance in that. And I have a wonderful partner who invests in these things that I get to benefit from. So, you know, it, there's a way that you can live it all, have it all. And, you know, you even when you can live it all and debt. have it all by dating the right dude that <laughs> no. will give all these things to you. No, no. Okay. It's not like that at all. I invested in myself. I did a lot of things to get to this space to attract in a partner like Brian also, we were in very different. No, it's not like that. I mean, like, like manifesting. <laughs> I don't mean like attracting, like physically. I mean, like, um, from a vibrational level. So you're still saying that you attracted a partner that brought you all of these things, though. That's not right either. This yeah, that's also up. not good. This is so bad. This is so <laughs> bad. If you manifest it, you can attract a man who. <laughs> buy all this shit for you no but by i'm fucking with you oh i'm fucking God. with you i'm not trying to say that at all i know you're not i'd like just like teasing you okay it's okay to have things it's totally i know fine. it's okay to have things i'm saying that like i'm like able to have debt and deal with that and like bring in things in my life that that make it fun and you know whatever okay Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm a bougie this bitch. This is great. Uh, this is great. I'm a bougie bitch. You're not a bitch. I don't no. believe in that word, but I thought you were saying it in a bad way. Like in the negative way. I kind a of bougie was. bitch. Uh, yeah, don't say that. Well, I think I, it's I wasn't you're saying bad that. and bougie. I wasn't you know? saying negative as a, okay. as in like ooh, a bougie bitch, but as like, I definitely don't think of myself as a bougie bitch, so that doesn't seem like something to identify myself with. Okay. But you know, honestly, you go look on my Instagram and you go see how bougie I am, because if you see my Instagram, you're not going to think I'm bougie. You're going to think like, that's a real girl. <laughs> I fucking hope you do, at least. Yeah, everybody's going to look at that Instagram and be like, that's a fucking bougie bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if a listener wants to go to one of my posts and say, wow, you look like a bougie bitch. Um, no, I'll fucking fight you if anybody says that no, to Brittany Marie. And no, because no, they're referencing the podcast. She, okay, that's fine. But you know, if you come for Brittany Marie, I will come for you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. 
that will be a that's problem really nice. for you. Thank you. And that's nobody really nice. better mess with you. I'll nobody better <gasps> mess with you. All right, you. back to the book. Right, so we're on trusting. Um, Can we get into trusting already? Yeah, Why are you rambling? I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that. Um, I'm all right. kidding. I'm kidding. I want to read something. It's week 12. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Where are we? Seriously. I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> so sorry. All right. <laughs> we're all like, we're both very zany and in this weird I space. Know. All right. Each of us has an inner dream that we can unfold if we just have the courage to admit what it is and the faith to trust our own admission. Um, and that is very scary. Well, that was like very scary for me to read because it's to Julia's point that it does feel really embarrassing to admit that we have a dream and um and that we have to trust ourselves to admit the dream and to follow through with it and I underlined that because and I wrote ah <laughs> next to it well because well well it, well, well, well. <laughs> but just a reminder to listeners that it can feel very scary to admit your dream and to follow through with it all right, let's continue with change trust. your whole life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, so I do want to read something else from that page. Our resistance to our creativity is a form of self-destruction. We throw up roadblocks on our own path. Why do we do this? In order to maintain an illusion of control. And so what Becky was talking about was like when we, you know, when we don't admit to ourselves that we want to dream – then we are ignoring that part of ourselves because we're afraid that we're not going to have control anymore and we're not following that faith. Yeah. Woo. What a doozy. What a doozy do. I underlined Um, basically this whole section I underlined, but I won't read all of it. Um, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on it? On the trusting? Yeah. I feel good about it. (laughs) (laughs) just just know that like if you if you're in a space where you know you're ignoring yourself or you're not able to be aligned or you're just you're really holding yourself back one know that you're not alone two that's where the trusting comes in and I think that's why for me it's really important to follow the joy because when you follow the joy, then it doesn't feel like you're having to submit so much. It doesn't feel like you're having to overwhelm yourself and shift into this new place that can be really scary. When it's fun, you want to do it. And there's no motivation to do something fun. You're just, you're going to do it because it's fun. Yeah, that's true. So let that be your guide. Um, I want to fast forward to escape velocity. Real you want to skip mastery or yeah, go ahead then. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about mystery, but go yeah. Go we ahead. can we can go back and forth. Okay, I'm cool with that. So so the, so the next section is mystery, but we're gonna skip ahead and go to escape velocity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she talks about uh protecting your dream, um, basically by like taking note of who are the people in your lives that you think are going to support yourself like support your dreams and take note especially of the people who think are you are are going to be like the naysayers yes. and not encourage you or proceed with caution or just um she says like people will like someone that might say to you like for your own good I just want to make sure you've thought this out like and like she casts a huge shadow of doubt and to basically like 
be quiet and not voice your dreams around them. And I think that that's very, very smart. Um, I think it's very important to, she says like, the trick is to not let that happen. Uh, like don't let, like don't put yourselves, uh, put yourself in a situation where you think someone, um, where you think like a naysaying friend is going to say something negative about something that you're working on. Um, and to do that is to like, she says to zip the lip, button up, keep a lid on it, don't give away the gold. And to move silently among the doubters, to force their plans only among our allies and to name our allies accurately. And I was like, yeah, that is like really concrete advice. Um, like to seriously, like do not fucking be open with like really be selective about the people, especially when you're first starting to, um, to protect your dream because you don't like, as soon as somebody says, especially if it's like an opinion from someone that you actually really care about, Mm -hmm. um, it can be kind of hard to get back in the zone of like, Oh, I think that this is something amazing that I could do, but I should be smart about it and be practical and, um, like, fuck that, fuck that noise. Like go for, like, like she says, don't give away the gold, like protect yourself. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't talk to your shitty friends about the dope shit that you want to do. You know why they can't imagine you doing it because they are not creative and they are not as bold as you. I'm sorry. They also might have something that's like, that they're afraid of and that they see in you and by denying you they can validate their world and whatever they yeah. have told themselves they're not able to totally do. totally they're like well i can't do it so you can't you probably couldn't do it either yeah that kind of thing so just know who your wet blankets are <sighs> yeah know who your wet blankets are and know who your supporters are um i, I definitely have wet blankets that I, I have i have a lot of wet blankets yeah. i have so many wet blankets um i do have a few supporters though i just one on top of my head you likewise <laughs> likewise you are so the opposite of a wet blanket you are a warm loving blanket oh my gosh yes <laughs> i love it mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. you're like a heating pad you keep me right <gasps> oh a heating pad is very good when you're on your cycle yeah. which you are it's also very good if you have ibs slash SIBO and i use oh, really? it all the time that's great yeah it's also great if you have a, a bad bra that you've been wearing for a while and oh, your yeah. back hurts yeah. um it's great if you have poor ind- indigestion um if you uh just need the emotional support if you're cold yeah yeah all good things all good things so i think that's great you know like when i think that was a i think that was a good call to go there to go to escape velocity because you know as you think about your dreams and as you get them going and as you're imagining them right now in the space and i hope that's where this is taking you yeah be careful of them be wary of them because you want to give yourself a space to explore um by giving yourself limitations you're actually giving yourself freedom for instance see i mean i know it's just that's what i'm doing with my life right now but with the SIBO diet okay to, to, to i know i know to um and so that way i can kill all the bad bacteria and my small intestine i'm doing that naturally and so that means that i'm not able to have any alcohol i'm not able to ha- i'm not having dairy no carbs of any kind that includes you know starchy vegetables and no sugar of any kind which includes fruits so my diet does feel a little limited um but 
I'm able to enjoy meals and be more creative and do things like eat meals that I in cook way in ways that I haven't done in a while, like carrots. I'm able to have carrots and oh my God, I've been on the carrot train and I have been loving it and I've been feeling creative and fun and I've been pairing it with different vegetables. Ooh, it's been really exciting. And by following this diet, um, I have found a, a breakfast that I get so excited to wake up for and have. It's the shake. And you wouldn't think a shake would do it, but it does. And it just really gets me going. And then, um, and then I feel better than I ever have before. So by cutting out those specific foods, I have brought myself so much life and so much more space to get things done. And so I wanted to bring up that example to showcase that by like, by not sharing this and by being in a safe space with those people, you're really giving yourself freedom and you're not giving yourself limitations. You're, you're giving yourself a, a liberation to explore and be who you are and, and to create that excitement. Dope. Dope. Um, so let's see the next. So we're going to go back to mystery. And um, so after trusting, mystery is about how whenever we're first diving into creativity, we really want to follow in with the dark. We don't want to um, jump in too, too soon. And so let me read something that she, she wrote. We speak often about ideas as brain children. What we do not realize is that brain children, like all babies, should not be dragged from the creative womb prematurely. We must learn to wait for an idea to hatch. Or, to use a gardening image, we must learn not to pull out ideas up by the roots to see if they are growing. Amen. I'm not religious, but amen. Like, oh my gosh, yes. I do, I do do this. I wait. I wait and I just, I'm, when it's ready to come in, I get the sensation and I get a ding, ding, ding and I do it. Sometimes I get ideas and it's like, no, yeah, I've got the skills or like I've got the equipment and let's just like, let's just do it and let's follow it through. And whenever it comes through, whenever it's right to get it done, then I get it done. Um, but I think that's really important. I think that sometimes we get an idea and we're like, oh, okay, well I have this idea so I should do it. And then we feel pressured to do it or we feel pressured to show up in a certain way and for it to be this thing that it's not. And then we get overwhelmed and we get frustrated. And what have we produced? Something that's not in alignment and something that's not even the original idea in the first place. Totally. <laughs> Becky's just here to be my hype man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, so letting yourself be in the mystery of where is this going to go? Um, you know, don't, don't pull something, don't drag it into a space where, where it's not, let it be what it is and co-create with that idea. Let that idea be where it is. Let, you know, figure out what resources you have to make it a thing, but don't drag it into the mud to make it come out alive. Cause it won't be, it, it's just going to be worn out. Do what's right for you. Yes. Um, and then moving on to the imagination at play. Yes. So that was really cool for me. Um, at one point she says, when well, in the beginning she says, when we think about creativity, it is all too easy to think art with a capital A. Um, and she, then she, she goes on to compare it with a scarlet letter. And I was like, whoa, that's so true. 
um, when we think about creativity, I think a lot of us think about like, oh, that's a very like that's an art space. You have to be an artist to be creative. To what do you mean artist? Define what do you mean? Like what do you are what are you imagining artist is? Yeah, I would think someone who is in this scenario, I would think someone who is a very well-known fine artist, so like a painter, oh, you yeah. know, like a performance artist. Yeah, man, that's not just like art extends beyond a visual medium like what you see in museums. Art is I don't know. It's in everything. Absolutely. Creativity is in everything. Creativity is in cooking. Creativity is the routine you want to do in the shower. Um, Creativity is... No, I think so. You can find creativity in making your bed. Um, You can find creativity in, um, you know, what route you want to drive to work that day. You maybe want to try something different. See if, you know... I don't know if that's what I'd call creative. I think it is, though. I think it's... think if Creativity is when you're thinking outside of the norms and diving into something new. For yeah. me, that's creativity. Okay. Okay. I'm, I support you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a very long section. Yeah. yeah. It's a this very... Is, this is another, like, parts of the chapter I like, for, but, for, but a lot of the this, I was like, this could have been two pages. This whole chapter could have been two pages. Yeah. I was like, okay, another... Uh, uh, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just more so, you know, again, this, this whole chapter, Recovering a Sense of Faith, it's more so about recovering a sense of faith for yourself for your dreams, for what it is that you want to do and not getting lost in that and not getting lost in forcing something, um, not getting lost in having to label something as someone else's space, which is something she's talked about before, but it's a really good wrap up and reminder that whatever you want to end up exploring, let yourself go there. And, and it's, it's just a journey. It doesn't have to be monetary. Like we described in the the previous, um, chapter, I think, um, you know, it's just, it's all about you. It's all about exploring what you want to explore, collaborating, connecting with others, with yourself. And it's a beautiful thing. So, so let the darkness of not knowing quite what something is be your friend. And don't let the darkness of having it need to be something specific and you not getting there, get in your way of accomplishing your dreams and your goals. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Honestly, that's um that's the chapter. I know. <laughs> that's honestly the chapter. It's it's I think it's the shortest chapter. Yeah, it is. It's only like um, you know, a couple pages. Yeah. How do you feel about it's the end of the book? Yeah. Let's do a reflective moment. Ooh, a, a reflective, reflective moment. moment. I love that you sang that with me. It was so good. Yeah. Um so we've done the book, dude. <laughs> Did we did we did the book? Yeah, we did the book. How do you feel about? Am I gonna close the book? Close it. Close Holy that shit. shit. I'm gonna close this. Oh my shit. god, we closed the book. Oh, that was the sh- that was god. the shortest inch like way ever we've gone into this chapter. Like any of the chapters, I'm not talking. Straight. I know we've never. That was the the fastest uh, summary that we've ever done for sure. I feel like I didn't say enough, but I really said all that was needed. I to feel be like said. we've covered everything. Yeah, that's, and, that's like, your thing. We really yeah, have we've covered everything. We've covered it all. Um, I'm glad that she gave, closed it off with some sound, last bits of advice. That was cool. Um, but how do <clears throat> has this book helped you in your creative process? Has it changed? Like what has changed? Since, because we started this in what, like, 
September. And yeah, for us it was almost it's March. Now, yeah, it's, it's February 29th. Um, so it's been a real journey. Yeah. It's been fucking six months of this shit. Yeah. Damn. Because we, because we did two weeks. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So how do you feel? Um, yeah, I know. I learned a lot of things. I learned that just because someone says it takes 10 hours doesn't mean that it actually takes 10 hours of your life. And, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. We could have, we could have done this in 12 weeks. But anyways, I'm glad that we didn't because, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> How do you feel about your creative process? Right, yes. right. Um, thank you for keeping me straight. Um, I feel that it has expanded, I will say. And I think a lot of that has to do with the morning pages. Um, yeah, have you kept up with yours at all? So, no. Yeah, but me neither. I do them when I'm aligned to, when there's something in me that really needs to come out, you know, I'm like woken up and, you know, something is just like there and, or I want to get my days straight or I want to think about something thoroughly, I'll pick up the book. I'll okay. pick up my morning pages and I'll go through them. That's great. And it's really rewarding. And I, and I also, excuse me, and something I'm trying really hard not to do right now is guilt myself. Wow. Sorry. I'm really burping. Um, I'm really trying not to guilt myself on not showing up to certain practices that quote unquote, I know will make me feel better or will make me a better person. Mm. So for me, even though we're, we've been doing the artist's way and I think because we had done it for so long and showing up to the, to the pages, I feel like I had more flexibility, um, to not have to show up every day. And I think that it has been beneficial. I think that um, I'm sure it would have been beneficial if I did every day, but I more so me taking on the power myself and making the decision to um, to just go ahead and interact with them the way that I wanted to interact with them. And that's that's what's working with me. And now they're instead of it being this thing that I did during this book process, it's not something I do regularly. Mm. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I, I have a, I mean, I have a sort of similar experience. I guess not. Probably not. It's a little bit different. Um, no, share, please. Well, I really liked, well, I first, I hated doing the morning pages. Yeah. I was having a really yeah. hard time. Um, but now I will say that it had become something that, um, that I wish that I had like the gusto to do in the morning. Mornings again are really hard for me. I do enjoy being able to have like, if I have time in the morning or if I am like awake enough um I will would love to be able to like write and just like get whatever it's sort of like a something to like treat my anxiety like I'm afraid that this coworker is gonna be weird with me and or I just am exhausted at the thought of like having to perform a personality when I go into work that kind oh, of stuff my gosh yeah. and and that's what it is whenever you go into any job at least for me is you're you're kind of like on and um I liked being able to kind of like get out all of like the negative stuff that I had going on in my head um to and so that I could like when I started my day I felt like I had gotten it, like like I had purged it out of me, and I felt a lot like better and more centered and ready to start the day, um, versus like I don't know walking into work with all those negative thoughts that I have. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, I do. Yeah, I and again, it's just about being being like. I'm not a morning person. Like if for if I were to have t in order for me to have time to like 
have an extra half an hour, I'd have to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like I get up at five thirty and I don't want to have to get up any earlier than that, dude. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. I just don't. Um, but I did try to write that right in the afternoon. Um, but again, like, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, you're, I just feel like I just want to make dinner and work on whatever I'm working on or relax instead of like focus on the morning on the pages. Um, so I don't know. I'll try to figure something out. Maybe I can like write them on my lunch break or something, but it does feel good. I did. I do like the fact that like I enjoy doing the, doing the pages now. Um, whereas before when I started, I fucking hated them. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, regardless of, you know, when you're able to interact with them or not, the point is you're trying to be better you're not trying to be perfect. Yeah. Yes. That's a big 100%. thing also that I want to like share to all of you. I think what has been, at least for us, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're listening to this and I guess you agree, if you like tapped out on episode three or whatever, you probably don't agree. But, um, you know, what we've been really trying to show here in this process by us coming together and just being really real with you and not necessarily doing the segments like we normally do or just like shaking things up or just, you know, showing up however makes sense for us that day when we're recording or for that week, um, whatever it is, we're just being very real and we're showing that it's not about you being perfect and doing everything to a T. It's about you just literally trying to do the best that you can and we're all living life and that's, if we can just all try to be better, I honestly feel like that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like that's enough as well. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't think that this book has necessarily helped me in my creative process, but it has helped me like be kinder to myself. Um, Oh, for sure. Nice. However, yeah, I didn't like the book. <laughs> would I recommend it to a friend? No. No, I would not recommend it to a friend. Um, yeah. Sorry, Julia, but you're weird. You're a very weird lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would recommend it to a friend. I think that yeah. it would, I think it would depend for me. I think there, there may be some people out there that, or I wouldn't say maybe, I should say there, there might be some friends of mine um, that would be really down with this, but, uh, yeah. And you know, I think, it, I think it would depend. It's not going to be something that I recommend regularly. Um, yeah, for me though, in my creative process, I mean, yes, it has taught me to be kinder to myself and that's so crucial. I think me being kinder to myself has helped me in my creative process. Um, it has helped me expand further and trust myself more and just not feel like everything has to be perfect because before I read this book let me tell you I did I thought that every time I sat down you know to do something that if I was rusty then I just didn't want to do it and now I feel like by reading this book and doing this course I have given myself permission to be dull I've given myself myself the permission to just do it I've also given myself the permission to just like if a project is not coming through for instance I talked earlier about the dress that I wanted to make for the auction and I got so busy with my own stuff you know with my business that it just didn't happen I did and then by the time that I realized that like oh gosh I gotta do that there just wasn't enough time and I didn't want to be stressed in that so I set myself up for success 
And knowing where my barriers are and where that is, I still want to make that dress. The dress is beautiful. Like what I've designed is like I'm super excited about and I'm going to make the dress. But it's just, you know, and then we'll see when the next time I wear it or if I sell it or I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But I want to make the dress. And um, and that feels good. It feels good to like have that project there for when I want it. I created the outline for it, but that just wasn't the time to make it. And it's no big deal. And that feels really good. I don't feel like I am making myself, uh, well, I'm not making myself feel guilty for, for not being able to show up for that dress. You know, if, if I want to interact in something new, um, or not new, but like if I want to start drawing again, you talked about drawing, you know, how you were starting to do that again. Oh yeah. That was like months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. And, uh, you know, I, if I want to do that, I don't have to feel pressure about it. I just feel free and, I, I feel liberated. I feel validated. Um, I've been able to take the pieces that work for me in the artist way and I've been able to run with them. Yeah. So I would say that it has improved my creative process. Now we'll see six months, six months later what changes and what comes out, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful to this process and I'm grateful for the, um, the directions and the tasks that were here, it let me acknowledge, um, we talked about this before, but it let me acknowledge my creative supporters and and my champions. And it helped me recognize the people that, you know, weren't great in my, for my creative direction and, and weren't kind to me there, but it gave me the space to forgive them and move on and, and know that I'm worthy regardless. Yay. Yay. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's cool. So um, how do you feel about artist dates? Do you think that you'll keep doing them? I mean, I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're, again, we talked about this, you know, episodes ago, but I don't even think about artist dates anymore. I just feel like I end up doing them subconsciously. I intentionally make time for myself whenever I can. That's great. Yeah. So that's really cool. Dope. Dope. That's dope. Um, That's how I feel. We were going to do a bonus episode after this and like talk about how we felt about the book um, later on another point, but yeah. I feel like we just did that. Yeah. So I don't feel like we need to. <laughs> That's true. So um, Becky and I are thinking about doing other things. We don't know what that is after that, but whatever it is, um, we're just, we're trying to be better and we'll see where that goes, where that flies. If you've enjoyed that process, this process with us and listening, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. So you can reach out to us at blithemitrolls at gmail.com. That's my email, but whatever comes my way, I'm going to send to Becky too. And we would love to have a conversation with you. Um, you can follow Becky at Janthony's Dancery on, on Insta. On Instagram. You can follow Blythe Mitrolls. It's my personal slash professional Instagram, but it's going to have all the details on that. And then I'm, I'm going to send you the stuff to advertise it and you can advertise Sick. it too um yeah so um i think i think that's it it's been great it's been real you know it's, it's been, been a real. journey it's been no it's when been she says really real, real. It's, been real. it's been really real it has oh my god you guys oh my god i'm so happy this book is done <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been I, this podcast is super fun but this book you know i want you know Oh man! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I am looking forward to putting it on the Whew. the shelf. I'm gonna throw it in a river. I think. 
I'm going to find a fucking river to throw this in. I'm going to throw this book in a river. Julia Cameron, you know, it's a real, it's a real, mixed emotions. I have real mixed emotions about you, Julia. I want to, I'm going to do a Google right now and see what she looks like. Oh, maybe we should do a bonus episode though, but like do it about like Julia Cameron. That's not a promise. We're just talking about this. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this on air. We're gonna hash it out. Yeah, Cameron. Because I do kind of feel like, like, isn't it disappointing that the episode is like this is the shortest episode we've ever done? I know. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) I will say that this was the goal line. We were intending to make every episode about forty-five minutes. But now every episode she is well over an hour. Look how I anticipated her to look. Really? There's a picture on the back. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you're okay with the shorter podcast. But we'll talk to you soon about something. We don't know when. Bye.